0: Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. Oh, this might either be the worst sorry. podcast or the
1: best one of all
0: time. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my co-host in crime, Garrett. What's up, dude? What's up, up guys? Dude?
1: Happy holidays. Welcome in the best year of our lives.
0: I'm recording this one from England. It's currently nighttime. Nice. Garrett is in Venice, and it looks way sunnier than it was here today. <laughs>
1: Two thirty. This is kind of a cloudy day, to be honest. But I will take it. Is that right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> not bad. What do you guys have? So, Go ahead. we got Doctor Peter McCullough. McCullough. Okay. McCullough. Controversial stuff, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, initially when we first listened to it, we were totally on board, and I think there's a lot of merit to a lot of things he said, but there are some things to question and talk about. the thing that's interesting for at least me when you started talking about the vaccines, he said I took all the vaccines. Mm-hmm. He said I took all the vaccines. My kids have all the vaccines. I don't know if that was just being vague or like if he was saying that he has all the vaccines according to like in regards to COVID, but. He then, like, I don't want to say backtracked, but then went on the other side of it and said all these people that took the vaccines and saw these vaccine deaths started raising red flags and started talking about the mass psychosis. And I mean, a lot of that seems doesn't seem like propaganda. It seemed pretty spot on for me.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a tough one with these things because you get somebody on that obviously has great qualifications, is smart, knows his field, um, you know, in a lot of ways is an expert. Um, And then you get other experts in the same field that are saying different things. And people have come on and done other podcasts kind of debunking some of what, or attempting to, basically like opposite um, ideas to what Peter's saying. Do you have any
1: examples out of that, just out of curiosity? Because I... I I would just like to know what... Because I know Joe raised the finger to catching COVID twice because he said that that was the one part where I know he raised a a red flag. But do you have any other references? Well, the bit
0: bit that's difficult Mm -hmm. for me to put together is it's not so much like here's a point and then someone else says this is why that point is wrong and there's a real truth in there. A lot of this just comes down to, uh, say, Peter saying... Why aren't we focusing on things that can uh, make you better once you get COVID instead of just the vaccine and then problems with how the vaccine was made and X, Y, and Z. Yet most people in the pro-vaccine world seem to just say, you know, using the data that they have, which obviously you and I collect and make no data, so we just have to believe other people. And they're like, listen... You get the vaccine, yes, you can still get COVID, but your symptoms will be less. You'll be less likely to go to the doctor. So it's an overall benefit. And even if you're giving it to people that are in low-risk categories, um, and so to say maybe it wouldn't have affected them anyway, get having COVID, but it's going to make them spread it less, to people that would have more of a problem. So it's almost like in a way you can't argue with both of those sides of the argument it's like a tricky one right i I, I, I mean what peter's saying is yeah there's lots of people that don't need to take it and it was rushed but will other people then get sick and who are they and it's
1: i it's a strange one man it's
0: it just gets more confusing and i expected to have a clearer picture by now dude
1: exactly and it sucks that i it's, this is still the central focus of what we're talking about we just can't talk about like other subjects because this is so encapsulating like this just you know what i mean there's no <laughs> this is all going all the time but i feel like one day you're just gonna wake up and snap out of this dream it's like let's just be over with it like i but this, yeah. we have developed such a weird he talks about that mass psychosis in there where he's like there's four parts to it which seemed I mean it didn't seem woo woo it seemed pretty spot on he was like have a prolonged lockdown take away things that people like such as such as bars restaurants activities to go be a community and then he was like have one soul soul god reason that that brings you out of it and then provide them with the vaccine it seems like bang, 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 but I, I don't know how, where the room is. Well,
0: it, there's no doubt that happened, <clears throat> but is it, is it this overarching massive conspiracy? I, I just... Or is it just the process of um, how something like this would unfold? I, I think what gets me is um, the fact that they're just saying, well, there's just one solution. And it's that vaccine, and they really aren't pushing these other drugs. They're, they're barely even pushing. They're trying to shut health still in England, for example. I was talking to people about the vitamin D thing, and there's no sun over here, so I'm sure everybody's levels are low. And people here are pretty sure, when I've talked to them, that they are well educated on the whole COVID thing. Like, nobody's like, oh, I don't really have an opinion. Every Like, a lot of the people I have spoke to here are like, oh, this is what you should do, and this is what we know. And I was like, what What do you guys think about vitamin D supplementation? And they're like, what? Uh, I don't know. I don't take it. And I'm like, okay. But that's a very important part of health for your immune system to stay strong, to fight this thing. Like, how are they? They're not talking about that here? Nothing. There's, like, no talk about that it's just get sick and isolate that's it they have no protocol in place to to help you get better once you're sick they don't even say things like drink a lot of water it's just like stay home stay in bed don't go around anyone which does work too i guess but there are things to help and if you're if you're potentially going to get very very sick you should take those things So you don't have to go to the hospital, which is what isn't that the big concern that everyone's talking about? Don't you try not going to the hospital?
1: Don't you try that first? At least try it, like give it a shot. Especially now that we have the research that we've had and we've had the quote-unquote science, and at at least the the Mm. the frame of reference to look back on and say what didn't work. Maybe we try something new, and and then try not going to the hospital. I don't understand this group think. I don't. It just it's either you're this way or you're that way. And I, I, I was, I was having a conversation at the bar the other night with this guy. And I was thankful for his opinion or whatever you want to call it. And we just kind of went back and forth in this discourse. And I, it kind of went down this road. And he goes, "Bro, I'm double vaccinated and boosted and caught COVID." And I was like, "Wait, are you? But you, t- you told me that I, I should get the vaccine then, right?" And he's like, "It's science." He's like, it's about the science, and I'm just, I, I had, I had no words. I had no words what to say to that. And not that he's wrong, or, but I can tell you clear as day from the thirty-second conversation that led up to that, I couldn't get behind what he just said. Like, I, <laughs> there was no way I mean, there was no way I could get behind it. At, all, at yeah. all. Like I had no. I was just like, okay, so the vaccines do work, then, correct? And he's like it's science. And and I'm just like, "Ah, ah, ah." science, science is a work in progress from what I understand. And even Peter McCullough like tapped on that too. Whenever he said to promote something one way or the other, without actually knowing that facts is, uh, what's the word just juvenile or bad business. I don't know. You know, and he was talking about Sanjay being on Sesame Street and trying to convince these kids to get the vaccine, the stories that are coming out <laughs> yeah. now. It's this is fucking just over the top. I don't know. It's it's it, it, I I will say, even throughout all of COVID, I didn't feel the way I feel now looking back on it. Like I'm more I think it's just a product of what's unfolded because now I feel so opinionated at some point and it's like if you ah, it's so polarizing and it seems they're just Pitting us against each other, in, in, and what, what, what's the term that's been? It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated now.
0: That's how it's somehow shifted. And it's right. I don't know. I don't. Well, I was thinking about this when I was flying here. So it was a shit show. Like, I had to fly from Bozeman to Seattle. They canceled the international flight from Seattle. They were going to make us wait like an extra day. They couldn't rebook us right away because you need to get a PCR test that's valid for um, 48 hours. So if people were having to fly late the next day, some of their PCR tests would have expired. So they couldn't rebook everyone. So they were like, come to the airport in the morning, we rebook you, and then it's 12 hours at the airport unless you go home, but you can't stay at the hotel after 11, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there's hundreds of people there. There's multiple flights canceled. I obviously came down to LA, which you know, and got to hang out. Kind of the same thing there. Just multiple shit shows of not enough people. Like, literally, like, half the people on the plane that get up to get their ticket hadn't filled out their passenger um, thing. Uh, There's, like, a passenger tracker form you have to fill out to go to England. Some of their PCR tests weren't correct or they got the wrong test. It was just one after another. So these planes weren't even filling up. The line was taking forever. Anyway, I get to England... That's a lot of flying, a lot of traveling, very exhausting. It's rough on your immune system. And then I hear this Peter guy talk about how hydroxychloroquine, from what some studies are showing, and and they know that you know that is effective, has the 60% efficacy, right? And it's very safe because it's been tested. Now, it's not a vaccine. It's a medication that you could take that gives you resistance during certain times. And I was thinking to myself, what I took... My Johnson and Johnson back in February, and they're saying that after six months, right. it's lost basically all its efficacy. Right. Yet that's the only thing I needed to be on this plane, and now I'm around hundreds of people, and I'm like, well, wouldn't it be safer for me to have a bunch of hydroxychloroquine with me? I can just take it for a few days as I fly to give me protection against this thing. And but nobody you think doing it that way,
1: and that. I'm kind of giving, throwing pharmaceutical companies a bone here because if you are sore or you are having a rough morning, I don't know what the side effects necessarily are from ibuprofen, but I can tell you if I pop five, six ibuprofen in the morning and I'm roughed up, I don't do this anymore because I know I've heard that it makes your insides kind of bleed and it's terrible for you, but at the moment, it definitely is a pain reliever. So you think to, to yourself, if I'm sick and I feel sick right now and I know that there's a... a we'll just call it the kitchen sink drug or the hydroxychloroquine or the monoclonal antibodies. So I know that that could help me get better. Why wouldn't I do that in that time frame? Like, why wouldn't I say I'm sick rather than waiting all up until the time that I need to go to the hospital? I don't, I mean, we still have this conversation. I don't even on, in hindsight, it was just people rushing to the hospital because they thought they had this disease COVID. I mean, what would have happened if you just were like, I got the disease, I'm going to ride it out and then we'll go from there. For the, what what, what would, because we were just, and I'm not, I don't know because I know a lot of people did die from it and I, I I don't know, but it, it is an interesting concept to think you wait all up until like your last moment and then bomb to the hospital and hope that they have some kind of ventilator that you can pop on. Granted, it was all brand new. So, but now we have a frame of reference. So now we can start like entertaining these ideas. Like how is it being shut down and how is it? Not being well, here's
0: the thing that worries me. We're supposed to learn a lot from things like this, but I don't know what we're learning. I mean, there's still hand sanitizer shit everywhere. Right, he said that. They give it to you when you get on the planes. They've already said that it doesn't come from transmission, from, from touching right. things. And it's like, well, okay, but if you keep your hands clean, you know, you right. wash your hands more, you'll be safer. But safe, yeah, just a bit cleaner. You'll be a bit cleaner. <laughs> but this isn't like the, the main thing it was and they don't insist on like it really they should be like everyone gets an N95 and this is why and here's right. the research and these are the places where you eat. It just, it. I mean wear it and no one on the plane can eat or drink because taking your mask off amongst hundreds of people if it's actually a problem it makes no sense that you would do that for a period of time. If that
1: was the actual case I you If that was the case, that it was that big of a deal and masks worked that well, I would instigate a complete lockdown in that case. If it was that potent and it was that harmful, we're putting a fucking duck-duck... Joe says that, he goes, this thing escaped from a Wuhan lab, and you think your duck-duck little face mask is going to save you? Like... It's clearly, it's clearly, when I walk into Ross to go Christmas shopping, it says, face coverings must be worn. And you've seen me, it's a bandana every time, so it's nothing. It's literally a nothing, and it's all for optics, and it's all for looks, and it's gross, and it's every day that it keeps going on, it gets grosser and grosser and grosser, because at some point, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, who am I saving? what am I doing? Like, is there never going to happen? I just
0: wish they had some numbers, man. I mean, if they would like, right, this is, this has been shown that inside areas, if you're wearing a mask and you're within how many feet of anyone, you're at 40% protect. I just feel like it's going to come down to like a one well, or 2%. You look back difference. at it, it's
1: such a weird, I don't want to say religious or Christian thing to do, but not even, but to just like shut down fun events and the notion that that's where it was going to spread why why could you shut down uh, like in hindsight you couldn't you had to shut because those people were having more fun so they're more promiscuous and they're drinking more alcohol or people are more people are at fucking home depot so that's okay but what's the difference at the end of the day close contact nothing's been proven about that either like these are all assumptions and stuff it's
0: well what worries me is when he talked about that they're walking the line of bioethics right um, having people take a vaccine, you know, within this speed, time, like there's a reason there must be some bioethical standards put into place, right? And it, let's say, right, testing has to be like this for this long, tested in these groups for safety and these different things. And then at the same time, I guess you could say, well, look, this was pandemic. It came very quickly. We had to act fast. So we break all these rules that we've set up and established that were important ethical rules for safety. We're just going to forget about them because it's more important that we just. That seems like a dangerous path. Quick, it's like, are we just going to do that every time now?
1: Real quick, we're just
0: going to rush these things potentially every time, and therefore, what does what 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 does bioethics mean? There is no ethics. That's the problem. It's, and he's like it's. he says it's like coercing people to partake in a research experiment. Isn't it interesting when
1: he said that Remember you know? they talked about the breakthrough cases, he's like, that's never a way you describe something in science. He said that anytime that happens, they always think of it as this is the tip of the iceberg. It's only going to get worse after this, not breakthrough cases. That was just a random fucking term they came up with. Normally, whenever you come in contact with that data, and he was also talking about whenever you... He said, if 50 people die from a vaccine, he's like, it's pulled off the market. This has been the only time that's never been the case. Is that interesting or no? Because Hmm. he goes, goes, when you think about it, because we've all thought 18,000 deaths that are directly related to the vaccine. And then you say, oh, but there's 7 billion people. That's a small number. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, that's like the white Aryan race or something like that. He said, I can't remember the, like the reference he made, but he was talking about somehow. I can't remember how what the reference was, but he said something about that. And I'm just like, huh,
0: that is an interesting thing. Well, he made it clear. He basically said that if there was this many deaths from a new drug or a vaccine, it would be immediately, immediately banned. Pulled. But this one wasn't. Immediately pulled. So that's, that's concerning. Yeah. And he said, it's not a question of how many people take the drug. It's just how many people have died from a certain drug in that way. Right. But then saying that, I don't know. This is one guy saying that. It's a concern. Well, he I...
1: said that he was one of the two guys that got the, the mandate like, pushback. I don't even know where it's at. I think everybody's just living in limbo for the past year and going on to it. It's, it's, we're being line, led by an old dead guy but not even other people uh, they have all these different stories going on too, the Ghislaine Maxwell deals too, it's like all these things that they feed us with and what's com- come in contact with is just, uh, it's like the, we live in a world of conspiracy <laughs> theories <laughs> consistent, that kind of just seems And how is it going to turn back because it's either you believe this or you believe that or did you read that did you see that on Instagram, did you see that and then that's
0: kind of becomes the stories for us unfortunately do you think if you went to a hospital now you could get monoclonal antibodies well he gave you that weight Would they just giving you were they just giving you, yeah. just giving you them to have you?
1: to say you have asthma or something that's the thing you have to find these angles to say stuff because isn't that what he was saying certain people right certain people that uh go he said she even said the doctor told the one guy he's like a younger white guy and she was like sorry i can't give him to you and he was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, if you were, I can't remember either." A different, he's like, "If you were Hispanic or, or African American, I could maybe give them to you, or I could give them to you." Like, just to even have that statement known outside of the hospital seems how that could even be like a normal thing that's accepted seems so fucked for anybody. If a human, like, <laughs> if another human comes with another human, even if she's like, "I couldn't do that," I would if I was her that's got to be a moment in time where you said, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> this this yeah. is going
0: to... I'd be curious to... Like, I wouldn't necessarily want Gupta to, to speak to this guy and have a conference. Would... But, what are... you know, have like a conversation, but like someone is equally in the know. And Gupta maybe, but to be honest, Gupta didn't seem to do very well against Rogan just on his own. Rogan's no scientist. Um, but to get this guy... With Rogan in front of somebody else to where they can really bounce these points back and forth, I think would be fascinating. It would be a little, (coughs) excuse me, a little difficult to hear because, you know, it would be this paper versus this one, this study versus that one. I'm sure it would be a long, drawn out pod. Uh, But maybe it would be helpful because it's just a little tricky when someone comes on and they just have their information and. I mean, it's hard for Joe to push back. Sanche
1: didn't do himself any favors, you know. He he's he's compromised. by that's the problem. Everybody's compromised in these positions now because you either have to
0: oh no doubt you either
1: have to fit what the story is or you can't have a free thought. When that was what journalism was supposed to be, and that's why people were so. I don't know. You looked up to him a lot of the time, and now you you look at these people and it's, you have an alternate agenda. Or not even alternate, just you have your own agenda. That's the thing. And you guys are supposed to be telling us the news as as it unfolds, not have a way to think about it prior to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Just the money, too, they were talking about. $33 billion for Pfizer. What was that, in one year? Like a massive amount of money. And you've got to be a little suspicious I, I, about that. I saw this
1: meme that just had this uh, circle, and it had this guy walking through like two two hoops. And it one was walking through the variant, and the next one was walking through the boost. And he just kept going around in circles through the variant, through the boost, through the variant, through the boost. And I'm just thinking to myself, a lot of people are in that at this moment, right? Uh huh. Like a lot. <laughs> and yeah. When I have conversations, it's it's the it's the normal passing conversation oh yeah i get my boost on monday There's something i'm just uh, okay cool and then <laughs> <laughs> cool. sounds good do whatever you want to do keep doing it but i don't know it seems like when they say the new normal i do i'm out on the new normal if that's the case because I, i'm gonna keep it old
0: school keep it wu-tang what the funny thing about the booster is like i don't think you're on any sort of they, like nobody's set up like a reminder no. to <laughs> to be like oh it's six months your efficacy is at eight percent you took it before you you know you should be scheduled for this yikes like yeah. <laughs> i guess you have to go in and just tell them and then get it i feel like i need to get boosted feeling <laughs> a little low I need a quick boost <laughs> I just don't want to feel sick again like I did last. It was like a a whole day of feeling dreadful. And I'm like, do I have to do that every six months? Because then technically that's more sick than I usually would ever normally feel. When you say that, it's only
1: only one or two or three days. I haven't been sick in knock on wood fucking 15 years. I mean, I've had a few down days where I felt a little weak, but sick days. (sighs) Don't... Not a fan. You have few sick moments.
0: Yeah. Let's jump over to Beeble because it's less depressing.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot, a <laughs> lot of just... dicks.
0: Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Jizzy dicks? God. I, I thought this guy was interesting. I've liked following him on Instagram for a while. I had no idea what he looked like. And it was funny that Joe was like, you look exactly like I thought you would. Nice. I
1: must have been out of the... <laughs> Which... I was out of
0: the... I think he was just basically saying, "You, you look like a nerd," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was great. I thought he had a good attitude. He laughed at himself. Yeah. He, he had a great kind of sense of humor and, and outlook. and yeah. And to be fair, yeah, he's made a hundred million, so that's a super dope, yeah. good yeah. for him. Like that's a, a ton of selling NFTs. Making,
1: I'm ex- Are you excited to see what the NFTs are? Or Are you just? I feel old, not old, but just. It's interesting. You're like, even after the description of what it was, I still don't feel much more clear. You know, I didn't walk out of that one being like, oh, that's what an NFT is. It's a moment in time. They're saying receipts and all this other stuff, I, I guess. But <clears throat> he was an interesting character. I must have been out of the loop on him. He seems like he's all caught up in Hollywood and doing all
0: kinds of cool stuff at this moment. Right. Is that where he's based he's out there uh, he, he said that he was setting up a big warehouse or something I don't, I don't make, think he said make, he was, like large models I don't, think, I don't think he said he was in cali I don't think
1: I know oh. he said he's gonna do a do a deal with Madonna though so he must be all
0: wrapped <laughs> up. those videos are so interesting though that that he makes i mean it's it's cool creepy artwork and i and I also like that he was like he just said I don't know." what it yeah. means people think <laughs> that it means something and they take, right, he's right. like i don't know i just thought of it and did it and it's you right. can look at it controversially right. but Sir. he's just picking people that are c- kind of impactful right. in society i think his, or at least in this country and makes crazy stuff out to of his it.
1: credit he's probably just putting down random thoughts that could coincide and like probably have some sort of tap into people's mainframes or their minds because they can relate to it in some weird way, you know? You see Hillary Clinton on some robot or whatever that is, and somehow that, like, connects with you,
0: you know? Yeah, because it's one of those things that we hear about all the time. Like, during an election, you're seeing whoever the party candidates are constantly. Right. So now it just shows them doing something crazy in the future. Where they are robots and there's buildings on fire <laughs> and people are going to get worked up. They're going to be like, "Hey, is is that pro my candidate or anti my candidate right. or what does this mean?" It's just I I think he just lays out something interesting and allows people to just make whatever they want yeah, out of it. It's a good way to look at it. it. So it's kind of fun to do right. that. Just provide some
1: a, a frigging sketch and let people talk about it.
0: So, yeah, the same thing, like with an NFT, I thought it was just pictures, but it could be anything because he made like a little model. Mm-hmm. So it just means that it's just one of those right. of X amount that you made and it's made by a specific person, like selling any yeah. art. And then it comes with like a certificate and that's, there we go. Yeah. NFT. I, I heard
1: Gary Vee talking about NFTs the other day that he's buying all kinds of them and it's the next wave of the future. He said, watch, mark my words in 10 years, this will be this will be the future so i don't know maybe we're just gonna keep hunting and gathering but but the
0: future of what the future of art
1: i mean i don't even know what the platform is or what, what you would say to that it seems like everything the way jamie was describing it too he was kind of saying it's going to be everything okay i don't know i think art is where it starts is what they were saying and then it
0: goes oh I see and then all of a sudden everything <laughs> right. becomes NFTs right. right huh that is interesting it's like everything soon will just be NFTs and Bitcoin like two other things I have no idea how they work <laughs> I'm like alright great I'm lost I'm checked out kinda that's just moving to an island yeah island boys later right. mhm well I mean look if he made 100 million in a year he can't be the only one. I mean, he's obviously very successful, but just, that's something. Did you see that Jake Paul fight? Segway. Oh, dude, he not. Did he? Uh, Woodley, the fuck and out. That that wasn't rigged? Completely. I don't know. I mean, I doubt <laughs> it. You think he took a dive? I don't know.
1: I mean, there is a, there's obviously a bunch of conspiracies going in. I mean, we just pop over to the other one now if you want, but, um, yeah, we watched that fight and that was
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wisdom app. That's W I S D O M app. Wisdom app is a social app and a community where professionals host audio office hours. So basically, as a podcaster, I'll go on at a set time, tell my audience they can join in and either talk with me or Garrett about whatever you want, questions about the podcast, complain to us about Garrett's clanging around, sound issues, or just questions that you have. What's great about Wisdom is you can connect with so many different types of professionals, join their communities, log in, and have real Q and A's with them. It's a really interesting app. There's a lot of people on there too. Uh, we're gonna be hosting our first, I guess, office hours. That sounds really nerdy. But we're gonna be doing our first one on Monday. There's coming Monday at noon pacific standard time so log in at noon pacific standard time on monday through the wisdom app that you can download in the app store for your iphones
1: right after that my manager goes rigged he goes you who would ever leave their right hand down and, it, and he was supposed to do it in like the fifth round or sixth round and he goes why would he leave his hand down i thought immediate knockout too it was an amazing moment I don't think Jake was acting, I think he knocked him but why was his hand down? You would never leave your hand down in that situation from just, I'm not a boxer but
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) as far as I can think, Woodley never got knocked out like that in uh, the UFC so it seems strange that he would have got knocked out that bad uh, in a boxing fight I mean, uh, I I guess we're doing the Marlon Vera um, episode now, we kind of just jumped (laughs) straight over there But yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see the whole fight. I haven't really read a lot of press on it. I just saw that highlight, and I thought it looked very real with the way that he felt. I mean, he went flat. It looked very
1: similar to the first fight up until that moment, I will say. A lot of hugging, and you just wanted to see that moment, but it showed his face. Right.
0: A lot of boxing is like that, though, often anyway. And in a way, these guys aren't professional boxers. This is kind of like amateur, but just with a huge stage. I mean, he those two brothers are gonna make. They're gonna be billionaires probably. Right. Like, look how popular they are. They can do five of those fights a year. Yeah. He
1: said he had four pay-per-view but- fights in the past thirteen months. That had that's grossed insane. So much. I don't know what the number was, but it's. I saw this meme where they were talking to him and Logan, and Logan says. Or Jake said, "Who had the best? I had the best year out of both of us. <clears throat> this, that, and the other." And then he goes, "I fought." And then Logan goes, "I fought Floyd." And it just is like mic drop.
0: <laughs> when is his brother fighting next? His brother, I think, is fighting Anderson Silva. Oh, is
1: that the next one? Huh.
0: I think I saw that. Or maybe it is. Have you ever seen
1: Anderson Silva box though? That seems like interesting.
0: Yeah, he has been boxing, and he's good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah,
1: like his whole career or just for this particular event.
0: No, he mostly boxed. I mean, he mostly did MMA. Yeah, but, but since, say- since he's retired, he's had I think one or two boxing fights. Gotcha. But definitely his last one, he fought an ex-pro or someone that may still be pro, and Anderson lit him up. Really? I mean, it was really impressive. When I think of so, he's definitely one of the better. Um, uh MMA boxers I've gotcha. seen for sure. I was gonna say for when sure. I thought of
1: his game I always thought of those long leg kicks. But
0: That's mainly what he does, but I mean if you take him away he still moves really well as a boxer. His footwork's always good. Um talking about good strikers, I mean Marlon Vera, um what an interesting character. I mean he, he was it was a good podcast, yeah. I thought. He's an intelligent guy. For sure. Um a good fighter I love watching him fight I mean what he's done to people in the UFC is really impressive his rise is going to be excellent his attitude is great he's always super positive works really hard his striking is a killer um yeah his story is it's it's really good
1: he could have went down a much different road I think he just harnessed that energy rather than going down the gang kind of road you know
0: oh yeah just getting in fights (laughs) in the streets so like nine. right It's like, go fight that guy, okay? <laughs> fight him. Never mind. It's probably not a lot to do though, growing up in Ecuador. Yeah, my buddy's out there
1: right now, actually. There's a cool little surf town. He was talking about how much he loves surfing, too. It was, it's interesting how fighting and surfing sometimes go
0: hand in hand. A lot of jujitsu guys uh, surf. I think the parallel there is that it's hard to learn and takes a long time. Yeah. You know, and it's obviously exciting, all the rest of it. So it's it's like one of those disciplined, consistent activities. Right. You know, you can't just go out. It's not like scuba diving, right? I, I can scuba dive twice a year um, for three days at a time and be decent enough at it. Right. With with surfing, you, you need to be doing it a lot. Right. All the time. And since you worked at that surf place, how often do you go out? I, I haven't been out in
1: a long time, to be honest. I have. I just haven't been out. I look at my surfboard all the time. Like I need to go there, but
0: just kind of over. Not it over. Not over. Since it. working there? Not over
1: it. Just spend my a lot of my day just at the gym. I'm a creature I habit. You know what I mean? Like I kind of have my day planned out when I have my days off, and then I just work a lot too. So finding finding oh, yeah. time to do it is not. I need I need to make time to be honest, but we'll,
0: we'll get yeah. there. It's definitely on the. Very, nice. Very nice. Very nice. I like hearing that uh, a big motivation for Vera starting out in MMA was Chuck Norris. It's always interesting to hear people's, um, you know, what what got them into it. Joe talks about that often with Bruce Lee. You know, it's just these TV action stars with... I really like Bruce Lee, but I didn't know about him before I knew about Jackie Chan movies. I used to watch a lot of Jackie Chan movies as a kid. And I hadn't seen too many of the Bruce Lee ones for whatever reason. Right. But my, my one brother always had these Jackie Chan movies. And they're funny, yeah. too. Like, he's silly. Right. Um, but I always loved watching his fights. So that was probably the first thing that made me think. And then, uh, to be honest, like the Karate Kid oh, movie, man. which is kind of... The Karate Kid <laughs> yeah. movie is silly, but I was young, yeah. you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That would... Beat up the bully For sure. Even what
1: Goggins talks about, that Rocky moment when he sees Rocky fall down or whatever, and he gets and he looks back and gets up, and then he, he's got a bunch of those moments. I think anybody that...
0: Yeah. Know. Almost anyone not inspired by Rocky <laughs> is not paying attention. Right. Come on. I couldn't believe that one manager he had wanted to take 50%, 50%. of his. <laughs> you... That's the craziest thing I've ever... What do you heard. think
1: about... Being in such a vulnerable spot when you're coming up and you look up to your mentor, the guy who's supposed to have your back, and you're, I didn't even think about the age dynamic, but you're what, probably late teens, early 20s, and that's a pretty formidable time in your life. So if you have somebody, you right. have somebody you look up to as basically God in this profession you've chosen, then obviously you're going to take their word as bond. I mean, I don't want to say obviously, clearly he made a good decision and didn't do it.
0: Yeah, but you're likely to trust right, them, you right. know. It's just such a gross feeling, yeah. to, like have some take advantage of you so There's much. There's no turning back up. He just like Shit. you you give them <laughs> you give them your trust, your caring and then they just go ahead and say, "Oh yeah, I want half right. of everything." Okay, you are just like, "What? Wait a second. What?" I wonder what an a-, a manager usually gets. I think it's 10%. I Wonder if it's like 10%. 10, That's probably 10, standard, 10, 10, right? 10-20%, I think. So now he's been training at, at Jackson's in Albuquerque, right. great spot. Right. I lived there many years, there. and I mean that you're with everyone there, you're with all the killers, and just hearing him, hearing him say, like for for fucking every day for twelve weeks, he didn't even win a round. I mean, it's brutal, yeah. but he went, that means he went to the right place. Yeah. Like you want to go where everyone's going to be better than right. you to find out how good you can be and don't quit, yeah. and then that was it a coach that told him maybe he should do something else and he was just like fuck (laughs) off maybe you
1: should give it up that was a great inspiring story to hear that because a lot of people wouldn't come out on the other side of that like that
0: sure that's definitely one of those crossroad moments right okay believe him and quit or (laughs) see this as a test and be like I'll prove you wrong a lot of people wouldn't say what you just said you know no doubt Well, with that same mentality, at the end of the pod, they were talking about how um, you need to cut lazy people out of your life. And then the Joe was talking about that mindset of losers and how contagious it is. And it is true. Like, look, people can have tough times, tough moments, but they need to be open to advice, especially if they're talking to you and they trust you or a friend. And they need to do those actionable things to get out of it. Because if you see that they're not and they keep getting themselves stuck you, you, you kind of got it you, you, kinda, you, you, you can't keep them around for too it, long it sounds cruel to say it especially if you care about someone but you're like listen man you're making this choice and at some point you got to realize that you're enabling them to you know that's, that's, that's no really doubt what it comes
1: down to because even if you really do care about them at some point you got to cut them off and be like i guess you need to figure this out we'll circle back if that's how it's supposed to be
0: yeah, I mean, don't let people keep making the same excuse, right. because if the and then watch them if they don't jump on that advice, then you just got to move on. Right. I mean, that's it. It does seem cutthroat. It does seem harsh, but it's hard enough to keep yourself focused, and it and it's not your fault they're choosing that route, right. especially if you've tried to help. And, and this is coming from two people that you know in a lot of ways are winners in their own fields, right. and they didn't get there by surrounding themselves with a bunch of people that aren't gonna do well you know it's what not, i mean That's not part of the recipe it's really not it's not at all all right let's uh let's call it on that cool. one it's christmas time man yeah. we got christmas coming up in a few days merry christmas to everyone Peace listening thanks merry for christmas. a great year with the pod and uh yeah let's look forward to an Great 2022 of Rogan stories. Peace and love, guys. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. (laughs) All right, latest.